0: This is the Porter Tone Guest, episode 24. Today we'll be covering some ways to get the most out of your strap. We recorded this show uh, a couple weeks ago. We've had it kind of as a backup, but it wasn't really a backup. So, um, hey Derek, how you, how's it going? I'm I'm pretty good. Okay, do you want to tell the story of, sure. of why this show I mean, is it's happening when it is? Terribly
1: interesting, but mostly we recorded this on a Thursday and on Friday I don't know what happened, but something happened (laughs) or it was just a crazy week. It was the week right after the guitar launch. And then the next week we came to record and I looked up on Podbean and realized, hey, look, we, we, and by we, I mean me, have never uploaded (laughs) last week's podcast. So we ended up just skipping a week and now we've got our Strat podcast that was supposed to be like three weeks ago. Supposed to be 22, I think, right? Yeah, I, the numbers have been really messing okay. me up. Yeah, they been all so. It. So
0: anyone that was like waiting for that show next week, we're gonna do strat stuff. Now we're doing it about two or three weeks later. Was
1: really really disappointed. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's all right. I mean, it's there. We're gonna we got some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, in this show, it's I think. really good. We're just building up more and more anticipation. So. Yeah, I'm sure there's three, three or four people that are just like, man, I don't know what happened with that Strat show.
1: I really, really have, I have a Strat that <laughs> yeah. I really, really need just, more we, out of. No, well,
0: strange, Strangely enough, since we recorded that show, we've been selling a bunch of loaded pick guards. So it's it's funny it's funny now that all that information is going to come out about the different configurations and what we like. So looking forward to uh, getting people's
1: reaction from this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll just jump right into that right now. I grew up with the Telecaster, and then I heard Stevie Ray Vaughan for the first time and started going and looking up YouTube videos, and I I wanted that Strat. You know, he has that awesome sunburst, um, strat and I just wanted that so bad. And so I have, I've only ever owned, I think two strats in my life. But The first one I got was a terribly water damaged 73 strat that had sat in someone's basement in Eugene for like 30 some years. <laughs> and I picked it up for like $800, which was awesome because, it turned out as you know we kind of i i took it to a shop and kind of got it revitalized and stuff and it actually played really really well we had to rewire a few of the electronics but the pickups themselves were still you know in really good condition which was awesome cuz 73 was kind of a good year for the strat had one of its high times i think at least people have said so but all of that to be said, I got that thing, and I loved it to death because of what it was. I mean, it's a 73 Strat. You can't not love it. But I will say that I did not love anything that I could do with it. I really I, – I have a love-hate relationship with Stratocasters because I love the sound to death, but then when it comes to me practically using them places, it seems to be really hard. So I, I actually really love this subject because – when I came on here a couple years ago as, as a little part-time winder, you know, we've got a couple of strats up in the shop and it's always fun to see what we're doing with them. And a few of the kind of alternative configurations and stuff, which we'll get into, you know, here on the show. I came in thinking like, oh, why would you do that to a strat? You know, like all the things that internet people say about Strats. <laughs> about oh, You can't put a humbucker in a Stratocaster. That's like blasphemy, you know, or whatever. But I will say like there's some of those configurations that actually make the guitar a really usable instrument. And, you know, I think that that's what's so cool about it is it really can be just about anything you want it to be, which is awesome from a guitar that's so comfortable and so playable. So, yeah, I, that's kind of my my long, short story about my Strat. Yeah, I think mine's similar,
0: kind of just catching on to Hendrix, Stevie Ray, and, and some of those players, and it's just like, you know, I had kind of a Shredder PV guitar starting off, and then I was like, oh, I want a Strat. Like, it just made me want a yeah. Strat. And, of course, I had to get a Sunburst with Rosewood fretboard yeah. because that was oh, yeah. the look that I saw and, St- and Stevie Ray was playing. And I was like, oh, man, that's just awesome. And... <laughs> And so I had always like, that was really my first, um, I would consider that my first real guitar, um, probably because, um, it was a, uh, let's see what, it was a nineties, nineties, yeah. uh, USA Strat that there I bought. And, and I was like, man, this is a great guitar. Um, I remember, I think it was, um. I remember when I bought it, but it was it was pretty new and it was like eight fifty for a USA standard at that point. So now they're you know quite a bit oh, more man. than that. Yeah. But um, it was, to go back to the I days, was like, $850, right? Eight hundred fifty dollars—that's so much money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at, the, at the time because it's like I just was coming from like a two hundred dollar yeah. PV you know mm-hmm. combo amp setup thing, and so that was like the big jump for me to move into that territory. And now I'm like, man, I wish they were that price, you know.
1: <laughs> I know across
0: the board, but I know um, it was a great guitar and. I think, um, you know, at that point I was really deep into modding and stuff like that. So I swapped the neck out for a maple neck and, and (laughs) did all sorts of stuff. And, and one of the things like, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but one of the things I really liked about that Strat is that, um, it has a swimming pool route. And so that instantly said, man, I can do a lot of things with it. And I never actually changed it to anything but three single coils. Um, but it was it was there. And so it actually became, you know, an inspiration for a lot of different things, including our own guitar, having the pool route and different pickups and stuff like that. So that was kind of my intro into strats. I've always loved like the made in Japan strats, some um, some of the other like import stuff as well. Yeah. Just it it's a fun instrument. Um they obviously have like that classic look and the classic colors, and it's just hard to beat <laughs> some of that, like the visual part of it as well, which I think it's kind of like, you know, obviously it's an icon of guitars. So that's that's a a big thing as well, but I think as we you know kind of get deeper into this topic, let's kind of go through some of the uh, the common uh, pickup configurations uh, that are in a strat and then maybe some of the more non-traditional ones
1: we could talk a little bit yeah. about the
0: singles and then some of the models that we make first if sure. you want.
1: well, that's I think you know if you're talking getting the most out of your strat or if you're you know dissatisfied with your strat as it is right now. I mean, single coils are still, the. I think, the first place to start. You know, one of the things I love about the wide range of uh, models that we have here are that they're all single coils, but they do bring something different to the game, you know. And and some of them are just really good, really good standard strat sounds and, you know, really good kind of, um, I don't want to say replications, but like the 60s strats that, you know, we were headed towards something, trying to, uh, accomplish something, you know, and I think they really complement, you know, taking your strat back to kind of a vintage vibe and maybe getting away from like the standard strat sound of today, but then all the way up through our vintage customs and, uh, even into the hybrids, which are really, you know, Kind of a different flavor. They're they're still the three single coil thing, but the vintage custom or the uh, hybrid plus in particular kind of have their own vibe. And we even have our S90s, which are P90s, in kind of that um, smaller single coil housing. And so there's a lot of things you can do just in that you know three single coil configuration that I think can breathe new life and new inspiration into an instrument. And that kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, there's like, yeah. there's
0: also, you know, stuff that we don't make, but there's home canceling yeah. single coil strats. And so there's just a wide variety of, you know, if you don't have, you know, the first thing to, to do is take your pick art off, make sure you have room for whatever you're going to do, um, unless you want to <laughs> grab yeah. a, grab a router and clean out room for a humbucker. <laughs> but a lot, you know, a lot of regular strat bodies obviously just have the three single coils. And so you're kind of stuck with that. But even mm-hmm. if you're stuck with that, you do have, you're like you were saying, uh, we've got you know five or six different strat models, and there's tons of you know stacked stuff if you don't like yeah. the noise. And there's there's a lot of really great things just as a straight up strat. And and we're going to walk through like a couple different configurations today, just because we've we've had a lot of experience kind of with the non traditional stuff as yeah. we've expanded the the strat and even worked with customers who've needed different configurations. So let's talk about the HSS configuration for strats. Um, sure. I think that's a a very underrated configuration. People don't often consider that when they're looking at doing
1: something to their strat. Well, I guess, you know, it's got that, that, like, like I said, it's got that, I don't know. I don't know if it's a misconception or what it is, but it does have that thing where people kind of freak out sometimes. They're like, oh, you're putting a humbucker and a Stratocaster? You can't do that. But it's actually become one of my favorite uh, strat setups, honestly, because for me the the money from the Strat has always been the neck and the middle pickup anyways. I've kind of every time I've uh, every time I've had a Strat, I've kind of avoided the bridge pickup anyways. So for me, it was awesome because um, putting a humbucker there in that bridge position just made it it's like you still get that neck and middle, positions which are just so stratty and so bluesy, but then you can just flip it down into a humbucker and go straight rock with it. And one of the favorite one of my favorite things that you actually introduced me to um, is a wiring setup. I don't know if it's standard to you when when it comes to wiring up an HSS guard, but I've never actually messed with it. But um, maybe you can explain a little bit about what yeah. our wi- what we do wiring-wise usually with...
0: Yeah, so we do if we do an HSS loaded pickguard, we always do the auto-split wiring. So when you have the bridge pickup and the middle pickup on, it actually just cuts the bridge in half and uses one coil. And so you kind of get that in-between strat quacky sound yeah. out of that. And there's two different ways of doing it. Sometimes we'll do it like a push-pull on the bridge pickup. So you pull it and you can split it so you can have that in-between sure. With half the humbucker or full humbucker Mm -hmm. or you just do the auto split where it's automatically cutting in half there so um, either one of those wirings is pretty cool adding the push pull gives you like that one extra sound out of that position which is you know sometimes nice for those who want a little more out of it Um, and then with the push pull you know obviously on the bridge position you can cut the bridge in half just by itself which is good too so those are the two really favorite wirings for that configuration and i Mm -hmm. feel like You know, more and more as we've like, we make so many different pickups and so many different models, more and more I'm just, I'm always steering customers to versatility. So why not add something like that to your setup? Because you can always turn it off if you don't like it.
1: Sure. Well, and I think I've talked to a lot of guys who have that same idea where, you know, I I think even people looking for the three single coils, one of the biggest questions that we get is like, ah, my bridge just is like too thin it's not usable enough and some people are even coming to us and just saying hey what's like the one pickup i could just put in my bridge and just my bridge you know Mm. so it's like it i think that it the hss and especially the way that we've configured wiring really is a solution to a problem that a lot of people experience with the strats um so i definitely i'm a big proponent of it and (laughs) i would definitely say try an hss if you get a chance you know even if you just get out to a music store and just kind of feel it out because it doesn't look right at first, but it <laughs> yeah. does
0: sound right. Well, and some of the stuff like you were mentioning with that bridge position, like that's a classic like thing with strats. Is people, you know, people really do like the bridge position, but a lot of people just can't can't get used to it sometimes where it's yeah. like thinner and all that stuff. And so, you know, we've done stuff like with our hybrids or with S90s are popular in the bridge and, yeah. um, you know, there's certain – there's a certain sonic characteristic to that bridge strap pickup, no matter what you put in there. Yeah. And so so we have ways to address that, you know, whether you have a humbucker slot or not. We can, we can obviously help you guys out with that.
1: I kind of remember when you and I were first kind of – when you first had the idea for the hybrid plus, which was, you know, the start of it was the vintage custom magnet system, which is already a little more powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we were – kind of thinking through the process and how we were going to do it and what type of wine to use and that kind of stuff. And I remember the first thing we were thinking was like, let's just see how many wines we can put on a bridge. Yeah. Just overwind (laughs) it to death. And then we'll kind of work backwards from there, you know, because I think that was a huge goal with the hybrid pluses. Like let's get this bridge to somewhere that we really, really love and then kind of reverse engineer the rest of the set to match, you know, and, and it turned out really cool. But that was my favorite thing about the Hybrid Plus bridge was just like, oh, it's everything you want in a Strat, but just like cranked to
0: 11. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what we were going for, you know, trying to get that overwind in there because we're combating that that Sonic stuff with that bridge position. And so we did the overwind in the base plate, and I really feel like it has its own place. You know, it's almost like maybe traditional guys don't really like that set because it is so different, but it
1: it sits pretty well with your other types of guitars as well. well and you know i think it's smart because how many people out there a strat in one way or another whether it's a squire or a mexican strat like that's their first guitar you know even like the pv is it the predator that has three singles i, mean, I don't know i think so that's like i mean that's like classic eighth grade guitar 101 right <laughs> And so it's kind of cool because we can offer, you know, there's guys out there that are super traditional and we have models for them that will really highlight the traditional aspects. But there's a lot of people that I think aren't Strat people by nature or they're young and they, you know, aren't going for that bluesy vibe. But a Strat's still the first guitar you're probably going to get because they're everywhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's great. Okay, so... HSH, that's yes. the next one on the line, and I'm gonna let you talk about it because I have actually never played one. Oh, really? Okay. I have I have that's never funny. played one. Well, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to load one. up. I know we need to load one up, but so it's, it's kind seven.
0: of a. I mean, it's that again is like associated with like a shredder kind of configuration, totally. which is it's definitely not. And what I like about that is again you're you're throwing tons of new layers on top of that, which having a neck humbucker, having the the regular middle pickup, and then you know, wiring stuff gets crazy with those. You know, whether you're doing a double auto split, <laughs> whether you're doing double push-pulls, you yeah. know, blender wiring. There's So we won't really dive too much into the HSH. But what what I do like is, again, back to the versatility. So you could put, like, a humbucker size P90 in the neck,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a middle single coil that was really strong and powerful, and then, like, a rocking bridge. And you have basically three completely different pickups in one guitar. Sure. And so you really do get a lot of good sounds out of that. And I, I like that because... You know, if if you're okay with the look of that because it's a lot of pickups jammed in between your neck and your bridge, um it, it does really open up. You never t- have too much yeah. chrome though. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you <laughs> could chrome it out and everything. But yeah, there's there's a ton of wires. I mean, you've seen like the strats with you know, 50 mini toggles oh, and yeah. all that stuff. And guys like that. And you know, I I I kind of subscribe to the less is more most of the time. But there is, you know, with the HSS, again, you might as well add a few little things to it to, to kind of bring it out. So we'll do stuff like um, a blender wiring or we'll do an add neck wiring to the HSH. Um, so when you're on the bridge position, you can still add in the neck. Um, and then there's, you know, as, as most people know, like there's super switches. So you can do crazy phasing and, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, only the neck pickup or the neck slug coil on in one position. And then like, <laughs> so... We're not going down that path because yeah.
1: it's it's a deep, dark hole. We almost don't want to put the ideas out there on the internet because <laughs> yeah. we'll just get calls. Don't that. ask us how to wire all these different <laughs> ones. But there's
0: there's good resources out there, and and definitely, like, it's worth trying some of those yeah. if you've got it. And especially if you have a strat that has room for that, why not buy a pickguard and start adding pickups and play with wiring and all that stuff? It's, it's definitely cool to be able to take that. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about um the dual humbucker setup yeah. in the strat as well.
1: Well, dual humbucker, you know, I mean, we have that in the shop strat right now as it is. I think we have our blender set in there. Oh, maybe? it's a classic neck and a clear bridge. Oh, okay. There we go. And, you know, it's it's great. If I think, you know, there's a lot of guys who maybe you got a strat and you really want to try the Les Paul vibe out a little bit. And I think it accomplishes that tone pretty well. Um, usually throw a three-way position in there. Although I've still seen guys throw five way switches and it's got, you know, the switch itself does the coil tapping and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can still get kind of crazy with it. And again, it just comes back to the idea of versatility. Like what other guitar out there does all of this? You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, but I think for me, the HH at the end of the day is like a pretty standard kind of vibe for, I don't know, it, it sounds a lot like your other guitars that have HH, I don't know, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of, I, I love it, but again, it's like something that's, when I first came here, and I think we had the same guard that we have loaded in there now loaded in there, it looked weird to me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I I had I had very big reservations about it just because of how strange it looked. But it grows on me. I don't know. Yeah. Well,
0: when we took that one, you know, we, we did one of the, the quickest and most simple mods for a dual humbucker and strategy, yeah. three-way with a master coil split. So as you pull that, it's three-way, you know, with both humbuckers, and then it's three-way with half of the each humbucker, and then the middle is just... know, half of each humbucker together. And so that's like six, six sounds out of one guitar. And they're actually very cool, usable sounds. They sound, they sound good for different types of things. So that to me is like, um, one of the things I love the most about it. And, and honestly, like some of it is just because this guitar is like so familiar to me, I've had it forever. And so it's like, it makes the most sense to, to modify the one that that makes, that's comfortable to play. So it's like, I can sound different with it, but I know exactly how it's going to play, how it's going to bend, how the <laughs> neck's going to feel and the frets and all that stuff. So it's, that's pretty cool. I like about the, um, that. And if you're looking for a strat, uh, we can kind of go through, I, I think we should go through a couple different um, things to look for when you're yeah looking for a strat. If you don't have one, um, I mean, we could start with, you know, obviously we talked about mods you can do to your existing strat, but if you're looking for a strat to get the most vers- versatility, what are some things that w- that you should look for?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, everything we've been talking about today and what makes our shop strats so, you know, versatile and just useful is the pool route, which, you know, can be hard when you're finding them. I think it was really popularized kind of in the late 90s, right? Yeah, the late 90s
0: USA Fenders, a lot of them had the pool routes. So you can go on eBay and find a body of one of those guitars, which are pretty available um, in places like Warmoth or... You know other guitar shops. Just I think I'm pretty sure a lot of them do have options just to have the pool route. Yeah, I
1: know Warmoth does, um, and they make some phenomenal guitar bodies. So, you know, if you're looking, if you've got the other parts put together, or maybe you're just looking to put together a guitar, Warmoth is a great place to start and look for that. But you know, I would encourage looking for a pool route, and if you're looking for a used guitar, like I said, look for that kind of late '90s. I think even into the early 2000s a little bit. I've seen them. But, you know, just don't be afraid to ask people what the uh, routing looks like inside. Some of them might not know at all cuz some people <laughs> don't take their guitars apart, which yeah. is cool. And there is some that do have like, you know, they'll
0: they'll have room for singles and a bridge humbucker and that's yeah. kind of like as a production they do it that way so they can make the strat, you know, one way or another. So that is a good that is a good suggestion to yeah. have them open it up and, you know, hopefully if you're if you're definitely serious about buying something like that would be a good a good thing to look for. And yeah, you, you might as well you might as well have it there. If you're if you're brave enough, I've done this before. You can get a plunge router and and route the pool yourself. Um, it's not not advisable if you're not familiar with how to use a router, <laughs> but it can be done. It gets very dangerous very fast. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, There's we've some had... edges that are pretty close to the end of that pick guard, anyway. Yeah, exactly. And we've had customers that have ordered. Pickups like an HSS set, and then opened up their Strat.
1: and Oh no, you yeah. know. And so uh, you just be be aware of that yeah. as you're looking at it. Well, that's a. I mean, that's a good key. I think it probably even extends beyond the Strat. But you know, if you've got a guitar that you know you're going to keep around for a good time, it's always. It's always good to just open it up. It's good to know what's inside, whether it's knowing what kind of wiring you have going on already or familiarizing yourself with the routes and that kind of stuff. I mean, you never know what's under there. I know a friend of mine uh, had a, had a telecaster really that he bought used for a really long time. And uh, just standard tele looked pretty normal and everything. And he took the pig guard off after years and realized that it was actually a uh, Nashville set oh, okay. like underneath so it was it had been routed for the third pickup but he didn't know it at all and he's like man I wish I would have known this a while ago I would have put it in there just for the sake of having it you know yeah. so it's a good idea just to kind of get familiar with the guitars especially if you're going to keep them around for a long time and stuff because you know that way when something does go wrong you're not opening it for the first time and being like <laughs> what is all of this you know yeah one advantage of a strat is that everything's attached
0: to the pickguard yeah, you know besides awesome. the output jack so even if you're curious, like you said, just yeah, just pull it out and look and and understand the wiring. There's little things like, you know, if if you want to add the tone pot to the bridge, you can add a little jumper to the five way switch, yeah. and and just little things like that to improve your setup. You know, totally. let's talk about like other upgrades to strats. You know, sure. other other mods and other things that are out there. Yeah, you know, stuff we've tried, stuff that we want to try someday. Um, let's let's go through some of those. Yeah,
1: well, the first one for me, and you're going to have to help me out with the name, but there's a company that makes a home-canceling backplate. Yes, it's uh, I think it's Illich Electronics. Illich Electronics. Um, I
0: think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. But Sir uses it in a lot of their guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lindy Fralin Pickups, they sell the backplates as well, and we've looked into selling
1: them at some point, and they're they're pretty awesome. They're um, really cool.
0: It's very cool. Because they're
1: a pretty standard upgrade, right? I mean, you can get them and throw them in just about any kind of set. Yeah, the hole. The one thing with
0: it is, you know, they'll put either in a pit guard or the back plate, they'll put a little coil to basically erase some of the 60 cycle hum that happens. Um, and one of the things with their design is you have to – do winding you have to do phase polarity um Uh all the same on each three singles because it interacts with the coil that's in the back plate so it's a very cool system i've tried it on a couple guitars and i would say it's probably like a 25 to 30 percent like reduction in volume yeah it's pretty impressive how it works they're they're pricey but really if you love the strat and you want to you want singles that's probably your best bet if you need less noise
1: Um, Yeah, that's it's a really cool concept. And and just a, you know, when you think about all of the options out there for canceling hum and singles, this is the first one that comes to mind for me because I've played a lot of stacked uh, single coil pickups. And I, I don't know, there's something sonically that definitely changes about them. I mean, you can't stack two coils on top of each other and then have it sound exactly like, you know, a single coil pickup. I don't, at least in my experience, which it's not like I've played every one of them out there. Yeah, there's some, there's so, definitely better ones, I think, than, yeah. than
0: others. Um, like, I know Kinman makes a great mm-hmm. pickup that's, and even some of the Demarzio stuff is really good. That, sure. you know, stack stuff. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's nice that, like, I think... It's one thing to just make it and release it. It's another thing to actually like put some thought and technology behind yeah. it, which I think some of those other companies have done really well. Um, the other thing too, I was going to mention, kind of in in the the noise reduction area, um, is try shielding your guitar, mm-hmm. shield your pick guard, shield your body cavity with either shield paint, which is a little expensive, or copper tape. You can find the copper tape pretty much anywhere. Um, we've had that in in the shop strap. My shop strat's pretty. Sure pretty quiet. And we had uh one of the guys that works for us, he had a GNL that was really noisy and it just wasn't shielded. Uh-huh. And so we're like, let's try the shielding. And it was, it was a big difference, yeah. you know, it was still buzz and still stuff like that, yeah. but it was like bearable, you know, and, and that's like, you know, 15 bucks for a roll of that. <laughs> and, you know, an afternoon to, to shield it. And it's like yeah. your strat now becomes like a little bit quieter and kind of maybe more appealing for some of those people.
1: No, that's definitely, I think, Shielding is a really underrated part of this whole process. Um, it can make or break a guitar, honestly. So I, let's talk a little bit about kind of toggles and push poles and that kind of stuff. What are maybe um, Brian? You you started modding guitars before you were a quote unquote professional. So maybe talk about <laughs> that, some use of the, that term loosely, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe talk about some of the like either a push-pull mod or a toggle mod that you think would be a great entrance into kind of um, the world of modding your guitar. Yeah, I like the add-neck mod, which is a mini-toggle. You can get a quarter-inch
0: hole in your pit guard. Usually I'll put it between the lower tone and the middle tone kind of off to the side. It's a really good position for it. Um, We do this on a lot of our pit guards. It's an an upgrade, but um, you can get an on-on mini-toggle. And you can search for just on Google. You can search for um, "ad neck mod for strat," and it's literally like you hook up two wires, one to the the output of the five way, and then um, another wire to the the switch or the pot, and it basically, um, you know, it does the blender wiring, which some people are familiar with the blender wiring and a blender pot. But this does the blender wiring with the flip of a switch, essentially. So sure. you're always adding the neck pickup to whatever position you're on. So if you're on the bridge, you flip the toggle; the neck pickup comes on with the bridge. If you're in positions two or four, a position you know with the the middle pickup and the bridge, you can add the neck, and all three pickups come on. So it takes that it takes the strat up a couple notches with a few more tones. Um, yeah. And I think those little switches are you know maybe five ten bucks, and you know you need a couple <laughs> inches of wiring and it's a pretty it's a pretty cool mod and one thing i I like doing is if you want to try it um you can always like p- wire the switch inside <laughs> inside the guitar sure yeah and put it you know put it down and try it before you drill a hole in your pit guard so you can kind of do some stuff and just you know oh this sounds pretty cool here This yeah. sounds pretty cool there and it's the same, same thing with push poles you can do like coil splits you can do the add neck with a push pull um it it is a a long dark path, like we talked about before, is like you start going down there, and like, what if I do this? What oh if I do yeah, that? and it and it does get really complicated. And I would encourage people to to really understand where things are going and the yeah. and the the wire routes and diagrams and stuff, because because even as as customers will ask us for different things, sometimes it gets out out of the realm of our experience and, and we can say, well, you need to try kind of this, this and this, but yeah, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily sit down and, and work on wi- custom wirings all the time. Um, cause they do get very complicated.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely, you know, the cool thing is like if you start small though, maybe with an ad neck or a blender wiring or something like that, um, you can really start learning a lot about the whole system before you dive into the really crazy stuff um yeah and it's good to know you know the positions
0: of the switch and what they do and where you know seeing how totally. the tone knob goes out from this part of the switch and that's actually the neck tone and so yeah if you wanted to switch that to the bridge tone you can move some wires and just understanding where to put those wires is yeah. really important
1: well one of the other kind of popular mods, is um, adding bridge tone, right? Because mm-hmm. standard, a Stratocaster actually, I think a lot of people may not even know this, um, buying a Strat or whatever, but standard, the Strat bridge pickup has no tone control. Yeah. Um, so that's another popular one. People have added it, I think, usually adding it to kind of the middle tone knob, right? Yeah,
0: so you combine the middle and the bridge tone together so they it's like a master tone for those yeah. two positions
1: yeah so that's I mean that's another cool one out there there's I mean, it's just so many <laughs> yeah we, I think the we talked it. we mentioned a little bit about the blender system, which is kind of similar to the uh to the neck on switch yeah. but it's more it's a blend obviously yes. right so yeah. so what you're losing is um a tone knob, right basically yeah, yeah. and so you get volume. And I think in that situation, do you usually wire up a master tone? Yeah, so the middle will be a master tone in that in that one. Yeah, and then your third knob um, blends, and I'm going to have to, I've only played with these a little bit, so I'm going to have to kind of, you're going to check my information here. <laughs> okay. But in in any position that doesn't have the neck, it blends the neck into your sound, right? Mm-hmm. And then, am I correct, in when you're without the bridge, does it blend the bridge back in?
0: Yeah, so it's vice versa on the neck yeah. if you... Blend you if you're on the neck, you can blend in the bridge and then vice versa. Yeah, and in between, you can blend in the opposite pickup. So, if you're in the neck sure. middle, you blend in the bridge and vice versa with bridge middle. And so, all three pickups come on at that p- position. Um, <laughs> and it's again, it's nice because I think there's two advantages is where you can roll it on, mm-hmm. and then also the fact that the middle position becomes the master tone. I think that's yeah. like super ideal. I know there's yeah. some guys that like to set their tones specifically to positions. So you're losing some of that, um, which is definitely, you know, if, if you really like kind of maybe some fuzz with a little bit of like tone knob turns, you
1: know, you can't, can't just switch to that in, in a sense, but, um, it is pretty cool. Like some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, for me again, being a telly guy and, and that's what I learned to play on and that kind of stuff. I'm used to the master tone anyways, and that was always something about the, uh, the Strat that never totally made sense to me, even for pickup wirings, I, I really did not enjoy when I got my first, I don't even know what it was, but it was the first humbucking guitar. It had four knobs, you know, and I'm like, oh, I, I need like a master volume. I don't have a master volume <laughs> yeah. So I think the blender wiring for me is a really easy sell because that's already how I operate as a guitarist, and and honestly, I get really confused when I start having to remember where individual tone knobs <laughs> were <laughs> kept. Anyways, yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, you know, the blender wiring for me, it's it's really cool. It's almost a little intimidating because. Um, there are just so many different combinations and sounds and all sorts of craziness that can come out of it. But, you know, we come back to that idea. If you're looking for a versatile guitar, if you're looking for something that really offers a wide range of different tonal options, um, that can definitely be a really strong piece of it. So why don't we talk a little bit about, um, steel bass plates. Cause I actually didn't know what, any of that stuff did before i came on here and so yeah that's a really interesting piece it's a great
0: it's a great and very inexpensive mod for your strat a lot of people will put them on the bridge position it's similar to the effect of a tele bridge pickup where it'll kind of spread the magnetism out a little bit and so when in effect it does is kind of reduce some of the upper high end so it it's you know usually advertises add fatness to your your bridge position, which it, which it sounds like it does. It's really kind mm-hmm. of just changing the EQ of the pickup slightly. Um, and so we offer those on our site, you know, they're pretty cheap, 10 bucks or whatever. Um, they're really great. We include those as a standard option on the hybrid plus and the vintage custom bridge positions. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing. If you're ever curious about, man, I, I could just want to change it a little bit. That's a, you know, that's the cheapest upgrade you can sure. do almost for a strat. And it's,
1: it's really worth trying. And it's I, a pretty simple. You just jump the the plate itself to one side of the pickup. Yeah, so right? you just ground it to the the ground island yeah. of this of the pickup, and
0: there's a few other things you got to do to make sure you're not creating any noise. But it's basically just kind of protecting the magnets from the steel. Sure, is about it. But it's there's a million different you know obviously mods and things like that. <laughs> and I, I'd like to maybe you know, offer a few suggestions, you know, we can go yeah. back and forth on this, but like for people who are looking for, um, you know, either getting into a strat or looking for some kind of like tips on what, what kinds of strats to buy and, and just so from like our experience, what, you know, what is a good strat and, and that kind totally. of stuff. Cause there's, you know, there's a million strats in a million price ranges. And so it can get yes, kind of intimidating.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, you know, for me. I think start by looking. I'd say this for almost everything gear related, but start by looking used. You know, you never know what kind of crazy deals you'll run across. And some of them might be lemons a little bit, but that's kind of, I guess, the risk you take. But in my experience, more often than not used gear, it still works really well. I mean, the Strat's one of those guitars, it was built to last, you know. And I also wouldn't be afraid of like the Mexican production models and that kind of stuff. Um, You know, we, I think we spend a lot of time saying this because we offer upgrades to, you know, expensive and cheap guitars and stuff in the way of pickups and wirings and all this stuff. But if a guitar plays well, it plays well, right? And so um, the last Strat I owned was a Mexican made, you know, 2008 or something like that. And it was great. Honestly, it played awesome. I picked it up in a pawn shop and, and it was great for what it was. Um, but I think, uh, other than that, I mean, you can speak a little bit. We've got a Tokai Strat here in the shop. Um, how'd you come about that one?
0: Yeah. So I've always kind of, uh, I think when I first got my Strat, my friend had a made in Japan fender, which I, I really love pretty much any made in Japan fender stuff. I feel like it's the money it's actually on par if not a little better than some yeah. of the usa stuff um across the board and there's some fun stuff that they did with with the japanese strats as well and um i like that stuff because you can find like an older even like the more knockoff stuff like tokai or um edwards or bernie or greco you know some of those those old japan stuff you can find a 70s or 80s strat for uh you know pennies compared to oh, what, yeah. what a real Fender from that era would be. <laughs> and and honestly, some of them are really good. Like we have an 81 Tokai Strat and it's like, it's aged naturally. It's not fake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, you know, the the neck has a tint on it now, which I'm pretty sure it didn't have when it, <laughs> yeah. when it came out. Um, it's just a phenomenal guitar. And, yeah. you know, we had to pay a little bit extra because we bought it straight from Japan, but... Um, it was. It's worth it. You know, some of those guitars. It's like I ended up paying for, for that guitar basically a street price of like going down and buying a Mexican Fender yeah. from Guitar Center. So um, I'm actually, you know, a lot more happy with the purchase in that sense. Because and uh, you know, it's a little bit of a risk. But if you you're mentioning kind of like finding used and finding all that stuff, yeah. and, and also you know, know a good tech, know a good yeah. luthier, or someone who can set up the guitar, because there's a chance if you buy something old. It, <coughs> It may need a little bit of work, and that's yeah. that's just to be expected. But I know guys that have fallen in love with the old like strats, and they just have been refretted a bunch of times. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's like it's not worth anything because it's you know parts from different years and all this yeah. stuff. But they just love it so much that they can't really get rid of it. Yeah. So don't be afraid to you know to buy a guitar for potential. You yeah. know, you know we all obviously want to pull it out of the case and be able to play it, but. You know, I've seen guys who have bought like an old Strat that has, you know, some road rash or something and they're like, man, I just, I don't know about this and, you know, p- get it refinished or whatever you want to yeah. do with it. So I think that's really what's fun about the Strat and, it, and we barely even touched on this, but the fact that the Strat is really one of the easiest like modable guitars as far as like changing the neck, mm-hmm. um, changing the pick cards, doing a lot of stuff with it, kind of piecing and parting together. Um, there's so many great places that make parts. Yeah, um, you know everyone calls them parts casters, but you can you can go and spec out literally what you want, and you can pay you know maybe like thousand twelve hundred bucks for all the parts, and if you can put it together and have someone to set it up, you're going to have yeah. a pretty pretty awesome guitar for that money is with exactly what you want, maybe it's exotic woods or whatever that is. So sure. I, I think that's the fun part about the strats for me is um, not only just the electronics are. You can pull them out, put them back in really easily. Yeah. There's nothing really fastened to the to the wood essentially, and um, you know, even you know, we haven't even gone into like tremolo mods and oh man. all the other stuff. So <laughs> so we're not going to go too far down that road. Yeah, um, I don't know if I can. Yeah, it's it's a, a, it's a deep, beast. yeah another deep dark hole in the strap. But we we're gonna do some um, different videos, kind of we we're gonna link some videos in the podcast extra yeah. of our shop strat with some dual humbucker stuff. We'll do some stuff on Instagram and kind of show some of those different parts of the versatility. Um, and then, you know, back to the guitars a little bit, our own guitars is that that pool route has inspired Mm -hmm. the changeability and all that stuff because it's, the Strat really is a utility guitar. I mean, it's, it's a great guitar, sounds really good for a lot of different kinds of music. Um, it does have like most guitars, it has its own vibe and its own sound. And, um, but, we know, you know, as a pickup company, we know we can get so much more out of it. And so I mm-hmm. just want to, again, encourage people to explore, um, encourage people to just to, to go for it in some of those ways. If you're, if you're nervous about wiring, you know, don't, don't pull out the soldering iron and start unhooking all your wires, but, <laughs> but look at it, you know, study it. Because I, I mean, for me, you know, I had this brand new strat and I I think honestly, like maybe a month or two after I got it, I was opening it up and tinkering and, And, you know, that was the start of what now this business is. And it was because I was like, I want to screw around with this guitar and figure out what I can do with it. And, you know, it it became a job eventually. (laughs) So it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, thanks so much for listening. And remember, you can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Just search Porter Guitars or Porter Pickups there, and we'd love to connect with you as well. On Facebook, you can join our Porter Pickups Tone community to have more conversations and just uh, be interacting with other people that are talking pickups and all sorts of stuff. Uh, don't forget to go check out our websites, porterpickups.com and porterguitars.com. Our virtual builder on Porter's guitar, Porter Guitars has launched, and it's a fun time to just kind of make a guitar, so go there and uh, build yourself a guitar and maybe share that on Instagram so we can check it out. But next week we're going to have Josh Williams from Josh Williams Guitars talking with us. Um, We're really excited to talk with him about some of the projects that he's got going on. So look forward to that and we'll talk to you later.